reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen as celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle. Chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Dial 1 for movie stars. Dial 2 for streaming stars. Dial 3 for TV stars. Dial 4 for music stars. Or press 0 to speak with the star of the show herself, Anita. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entertainment Hotline. I am your host, Anita. Well, today I have a double episode for you guys featuring not one, not two, but four actors. Starting with the stars of Stan's film, The Portable Door, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Australian actresses Miranda Otto and Sophie Wilde and Irish actor Patrick Gibson. They were in town along with Sam Neill for the premiere of their new movie, which lands on Stan on April 7. Then, and I can't believe that I get to say this, but I got to sit down for 10 whole minutes with Nicholas Braun, a.k.a. Cousin Greg, who stars in Succession. He's funny, he's charming, and a more confident version of his character that we all know and love. The final season of Succession is streaming now on Binge. Here's Miranda Otto, Sophie Wilde, Patrick Gibson and Nicholas Braun. Hi, Anita. Hi, it's so lovely to meet you. <laughs> I'm so thrilled. Congratulations on the film. It is Thank you. so Thank you. magical and so yeah. much fun. What did you love working about, working on it? I think just going and playing every day and, yeah. like, getting to be a kid and immersing yeah. yourself in these kind of incredible worlds. Yeah, just stepping into a whole other world. It's so much fun to work on something where the the um, designs and the costumes mm-hmm. and everything are so gorgeous. And, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. It looked like a lot of fun. It looked like you were all having an absolute ball. Oh, it was like geez. so much fun. We did. Like, ridiculous amount of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you look at you two together now. You just yeah. seem so like, yeah, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> this is great. So speaking of the costumes, I mean, there was such a Jim Henson. What yeah. an insane, mm. like, umbrella to be under. Yeah. What's your favourite kind of nostalgic Jim Henson? I think Labyrinth for me was like, the one that I watched a lot as a kid, and I love David Bowie. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I guess I, I grew up with Muppets and all that, so that's what, that's what I go back to. <laughs> You're allowed to go back to the Muppets. The Muppets yeah. are great. Yeah. Oh, and I loved the Muppet movie when it came out too. That was great. Uh, like the new one? Yeah. That was a great that was film. An that awesome was a film, really right? good film. That was so funny. Yeah. It was awesome. amazing. Yeah. I feel like I need to join in on this, but you guys are like, yeah, you yeah. love this chemistry. It's gorgeous. And so this film was filmed in Australia. How proud does it make you both feel to be working in an Australian industry? Very proud, very proud. It, like, really exciting to sort of, you know, see a production of this sort of um, calibre mm. production value made up in the Gold Coast and, you know, with a, a lot of Australian actors and internationals and just that level where, you know, you can build those amazing sets and, and put that kind of a production together. Very exciting. Mm. Yeah. And you've done so many overseas projects. What's it like coming home? Great. I love, I love working yeah. here. The crews are so great. Everyone's so nice. You know, there's a lot of new faces, but there's a lot of familiar faces as well. I, yeah, there's nothing like coming mm. home. Yeah, I, I think just, that is like my favourite thing. It's like walking onto a set and being like, yeah. you? 
I know you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it sort of brings a relaxation yeah. when, you know, yeah. you see some familiar faces. 100%. You're like, oh, good, yay. Family. <laughs> it's so funny you should say that because doing this job that I do, I meet so many actors Australian actors mm. and they all say the exact same thing the crew are familiar mm. yeah. and it's so wonderful to be a part of that and how amazing that we're getting so much work here yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. there seems to be a lot happening here at the moment particularly with the streamers and everything that sort of opened up the possibility for these bigger concept you know productions which is really nice yeah and you both Obviously, seeing you sitting here, I've touched on it already. You've got the most amazing chemistry, just the two of you. And you have such a great relationship in the movie as well. And it evolves, which is wonderful. And the cast is so close-knit. So what do you? What was so magical about working with such a close-knit cast who got to interact all the time? Well, it was fun because we were all up at the Gold Coast. It was during COVID and we came up. And as we came up, Sydney locked down. I think mm. Melbourne was... Lockdown, lockdown as well too, yeah. and so then we were just like there we couldn't go anywhere so we really hung Became out each all the time yeah. yeah we were yeah and we were, did so much I together had my we had, birthday and they threw me a right. surprise birthday party oh, it was so sweet. Sweet. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah did you walk in and just I was that like, was it because oh, I could go home so I couldn't see my family or anything yeah. and the fact that they did that was so sweet yeah Oh, yeah, I we just had some that. great cast members on this show, like Rachel House and Jess, Jess and Pang. Chris Pang and oh, just gorgeous just people. Love. And Sam, who's just like the the biggest kid oh, out. Like he he was so into the fantasy mm. element of this film. He he was so fun to work with. Yeah. yeah. He really took it, didn't he, and ran with yeah, it. Yeah, he did. Amazing. He just it was so great. He he loves being on set, Sam. Like he just he he really lives for it. He's such a happy person. Yeah. And it is such a magical film and fantasy, the fantasy genre. Did anything magical happen on set? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Were there any, like, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember anything. Like in terms of like real magic, I'm trying to think of anything like oh, crazy. Oh, anything magic. Think magic. Think magical. Think magic. Think, think magic. magic. <laughs> cool. I'm drawing a blank I on that one. Like there was, there was a sense of magic, definitely. Like there were moments where you want to pinch yourself because it's so cool. Yeah. In a yeah. Scene with you know Christoph Waltz playing two characters off himself and and all of us being on set at the same time and all the goblins. That was certainly very magic. And I feel like Don McAlpine. Yeah. Having yeah. him on set, that was pretty yeah. magical. Yeah. He's amazing. He's you know. He's an icon. Yeah, really. absolutely. <laughs> well, you both icons as well. Oh. <laughs> Hello. And you obviously love each other, which I love as well. Now, I want to know, the portable door, it's a door that we all know that when you walk through a door, something amazing can happen. Are there any doors that you've ever walked through oh. that has absolutely blown you away? That is such a good question. <laughs> Uh, in in real life or in film? In real life. Oh, and oh, can we well, do two, Miranda? Well, definitely in <laughs> film. When when I went to do Lord of the Rings, when I opened the door into the Golden Hall, that was like, oh my gosh, wow. like that that level of production mm. and just those kind of things just totally take you away. That was definitely a big moment. Opening the door life. on other things in real life. That's a good question. 
You got something? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember years ago being at the Berlin Film Festival and um, at that time it was like about, I think it was 91 or something and Berlin had just opened up between the East and the West and and I was went to a film party and it was like I went down all these weird things behind all these different buildings and you think like where are we going <laughs> and then it opened the door and it was like this huge jazz club in the That's back amazing. of this thing like this yeah. amazing party but it was all like hidden how to get there those kind of things are always exciting yeah yeah the secret the secret clubs are great yeah I love a secret <laughs> yeah. club a lot of those in Melbourne actually I've been really? through a freezer yeah, door yeah going through kitchens yeah. I love that a oh freezer gosh. door and getting into this like jungle kind of vibe yeah yeah and if there's any door that you could go through, I know I'm being very literal here, but if there's any door, because <laughs> it's actually quite interesting. So if there's any door that you could actually go through to get to where you want to be, where do you think that would be? Where, where would I want to what, be? Yeah, for, what door for would you like to? Or just visit? Absolutely. Both. Um, there are so many places that I want to visit. Like travel is a huge thing for me. I love traveling. Mm. Um, I would really like to go to Iceland for, for mm. white nights where where it's um, light all day and all night. Oh, how gorgeous. But I'd also like to time travel as well. That would be so sick. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was we would play this game portable door. Where oh we my would, god, we did! We did have this silly game where we would play it with a with, real towel, with a towel, and then we'd like throw it at people, and you had to kind of do it really quickly and and name places like New York in the 1950s or Paris at the turn of the century. Oh god, we really were just children. Like, yeah, the we, whole were, we were. Children. Like actual children. Yeah, I love that though, and I feel like there's going to be a whole generation of people now putting up towels. towels. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous! I'm actually really interested in um, a seer, the seer kind. You're, mm. you're, you play a seer. Mm. Well, it comes out that you're a seer. Oh God! Spoiler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's such a fabulous thing. Imagine having that foresight. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think of being a seer? What would What do you think that would be like if that was actually the case for you? Oh, being able to hear people's thoughts. I don't know if I want to be able to hear people's thoughts. I think that would. That'd be a lot of chatter. It's a lot it? of chatter, <laughs> like a lot of chatter, and I'm very like, I don't busy. really need to know what people think yeah. about me or like about anything really. But I think maybe, I mean, I'm sure it'd be quite useful. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a responsibility though, I think as well. Yeah, you know, being able to see where people were at and what they were doing, and you'd feel like you needed to like advise them or help them with things. Yeah. Definitely have to have a strong moral compass yeah. if you have that yeah. power. It'd be great to turn it on and off, though. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? I yeah exactly. Knock, knock. No. And so I actually would like to know, what advice would you both have for your younger selves, knowing what you know now? Oh, goodness. Um, don't take it so seriously. I feel like I was Sophie when I was in high school when I was younger. Like, just a yeah. achiever. Yeah, yeah, like, like really intense about school and, like, a perfectionist. And yeah. I'd say, don't take it so seriously. Yeah. Play and have fun. Yeah, I, I agree. I'd say the same thing. Like, in, enjoy it. Like, you know, be in it. Be in the moment. Be as, be as loose as you can mm. in the moment. Don't try to control everything. Mm. 
It's very hard in the moment, isn't it? (laughs) Holding on to things very, very tight. And Sophie, working with Miranda, I must know. My queen. (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) What what is that like? I mean, amazing. She's such a generous actor and and person I think it's you know (laughs) like and it was my first film and I think having people like Miranda who are just so willing to take you under their wing and and, you know make you comfortable on a set is something that I really love and appreciate so you were so, so beautiful great. the two of you just, just the gushing and the, the love for one another and Miranda um, mentoring Sophie through her first film I'm just so excited to see all the things that Sophie's going to do like she's going to be such a huge star and I, it's like it's really thrilling to watch her it's really thrilling like I can't wait to see the things that like you're going to choose and like the path that you want to take because like I feel like the door is open to anything that you want to do Sophie like the door is wide open so you know choose wisely I I feel like I'm in like a therapy session almost (laughs) (laughs) with two very glamorous (laughs) it's been so fabulous to watch this film evolve what do you want audiences to take away from it I think I just want them to escape into mm. it, to like find a sense of the child in themselves mm. and, um, and enjoy the adventure. Yeah. yeah. I, love that. So I think that's beautifully summarized. <laughs> Absolutely agree with all of those things. Yeah. It's so fabulous. Well, thank you so much. That's actually all I have time for. We raced through that. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello again. <laughs> again. I, like I said, I feel like I should have bought you a coffee. You've been here for two days. I know. If I fall asleep in the middle of this, it's not. It's not you. That's okay. It's me. I've got a pillow underneath yeah, me. I, I can know, probably yeah. like give it to you. <laughs> but congratulations on this film. It's so magical. Thank you. Isn't it wonderful? So what was? What did you love about working on this film? Oh my god. I mean, so many things. It was, uh, you know, getting to work with this cast and um, and and. That script and Jeffrey Walker, who who is our director, the whole thing. It was, um, yeah, it it was so much fun and such a joy. Yeah, wow. And working in Australia, is this the first time you've worked in Australia? Have you? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you said last night that you're an honor- honorary Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. Called that. Yeah, yeah. What, what makes you say that? I mean, I feel like, you know, I've been to like one barbecue now and <laughs> and I feel like being Irish, you know, there's a bit of, we're, you know, there's a few a few of us over here. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe five months isn't enough to, to quite earn the, earn the status. I don't but. know, that's quite a long time to be here. <laughs> Have you been to Coogee yet? No, not yet. So I haven't, I haven't got to explore. We filmed them um, on the Gold Coast yeah. in Queensland. Yeah. So I haven't, uh, haven't done much exploring around here yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm going to go surfing tomorrow. Oh, I think. Yeah. On Bondi? Yeah. I think oh, so. Have you surfed before? Yeah. I've done a bit of surfing. Not great. But yeah, you you can see me from a mile away. Yeah. If you go down to Bondi, you'll be like the one who's like reflective off the water. And well, if there's any consolation, I have never surfed in my life okay. as an Australian. Okay. But we don't all surf. I'm actually petrified of the waves. Yeah. Okay. I'm very, very scared. But I'm kudos to you. And the reason I brought up Coogee is because Coogee has a very, very big Irish community. Oh, okay. Get down to the Coogee Bay Hotel. Yes. Nice. Pav. I will do. <laughs> and so filming in a Australia, so on the Gold Coast, what was that experience like working with an Australian crew? 
Australian crew was the best. Honestly, like all of those guys. It's funny, like I still still speak to a couple of them and, and they were just I think they do so much stuff here and they're so seasoned and they've worked with, you know, the greats. Like we had our DP was Don McAlpine, who's you know, he's worked with everybody from, you know, Baz Luhrmann to and you know so many so many amazing films he's done and um yeah to get to work with people of that caliber here it's like you know it's it, it rivals being in in hollywood so yeah and also the cast what a what an all-star cast that you got to work with and a close-knit cast i've, I've really learned what was <laughs> yeah. that like it was so much fun i mean we were just saying you know you're you're lucky that you've uh you didn't have to interview me with Sam because, uh, yeah, we, we probably wouldn't be, be past the hellos yet. <laughs> Which I would have loved, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> so, so much fun. Um, and everybody, I mean, you know, Sophie Wilde is such a star and Miranda Otto and Christoph Waltz. It was, it was so cool to work with all those guys. It must be so iconic, like stepping onto a, onto a set with Christoph Waltz and Sam Neill and Miranda Otto. Like, it's I mean, nuts. can you even imagine your it's life? Wild, <laughs> I know. It was very surreal, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, if it's not you know surreal enough being there with grand wizards and goblins and stuff, being <laughs> being opposite Christoph and Sam was uh, yeah. I felt like I was in some mad fantasy. Speaking of goblins. How amazing were those costumes? Like in term, but so quintessential Jim Henson. Yeah. Do you have any nostalgic memories of Jim Henson? Kind of anything? Yes, I mean so much. You know, like watching Labyrinth growing up, and you know Dark Crystal and films like that. And I was a huge fan of even like yeah, like the Muppets, and I, I just loved puppets and stuff when I was when I was a kid. Oh, how so interesting. Yeah, I was really like fascinated by that, and I think I remember seeing pictures of the creature shop and and stuff when I was uh when I was a kid and then I eventually before I'd I'd been cast I got to go to um to the the Jim Henson kind of land in LA and it's it's unreal they've got you know just creatures everywhere and all these props from the movies and like where the wild things are characters and stuff it was it was really cool it's pretty crazy did you ever see the storyteller no, that's one I haven't seen. I feel like maybe you're a little bit too young. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a bit older than you, so I'm. A, but it was a real. It was like su- it was such a good show. It was that, yeah. but a little bit scary. I know they all have that, and I Don't think they? I think that's what I love, especially and and even with this, you know, it's. I think uh, there's there's you know it's a family film. There's there's no doubt about it, and there's something for everyone. But you know, as a kid, I think you can you can take some. Some spooking, you know? Yeah. And I think this definitely has that element as well. And those are the things that stayed with me. Even, you know, films like The Goonies and stuff, like those those films that really uh that really stay with you as a kid, I think, um, kind of push the boundaries a little bit. But you know, it's not like it's not like the shining or like or, you know, or like <laughs> the ring, but I mean, to a little kid. Yeah. yeah. Some of that was I mean the the, the nightmare scene. That actually scared me a little bit. Like I, oh, yeah. I'm a little bit like when I'm sleeping, I I don't like hearing noises and right, things. Right. So you know, waking up and and also that feeling of dreaming and then waking up. Am I awake? Uh-huh. But you're dreaming. I know. And you got Chris Pang in your room as well. Exactly. At the same time. <laughs> what, a, what a legend! What a legend! And speaking of this kind of fantasy element, I mean, you have done m- your career is fantasy basically. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't thought about it, but yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean what, what makes you want to do this kind of a genre? I think it's a lot of it's just been kind of luck that it's played out that way. But um, although I guess they say there's no such thing as a coincidence. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do love... I love stories that build a world and and it just adds a whole other element to it that and especially ones that have like a really kind of relatable human story at the core of them um I just love the escapism and and the yeah how you can kind of get lost in those in those stories it's so magical I love that I've been using that word a lot today very, very <laughs> it is magical. very magical it is so magical yeah. I have a question about a door mm-hmm has there been a door that you have ever walked through that has blown your mind? Oh my god. Yeah. Which one though? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I have to say, and maybe this is this is a an easy answer, but walking onto set on this the first time into JW Wells and seeing what they they created, I mean that was like breathtaking and just walking onto that sound stage and there being like 10 different sets of all these different places and kind of felt like having a portable door you could go into you know Paul's apartment and then come out another door and go into JW Wells and that was pretty pretty breathtaking so is that how it worked yeah sorry to ruin well, it oh, I know no, I'm giving it up the yeah it wasn't real I'm so I'm so sorry oh god well, I'm yeah. so devastated <laughs> I can't believe that you didn't just go into these magical places <laughs> once again magical but if there was a door that you could go through to get to anywhere you wanted to go and you can take that any way you want where would you want to go wow there's a lot of places I haven't been I think somewhere that I couldn't get to but aeroplane i think you know because the planes kind of cut out the need for the portable door sometimes but maybe somewhere like uh yeah like deep in the rainforest where i could just kind of go from my living room into there without having to trek or do any of that what would you maybe, in the rainforest yeah. i don't know i haven't thought that far ahead <laughs> just hang You're out. like i've never actually <laughs> yeah. thought about this before you even asked me that <laughs> just cut a bit in the rainforest. I mean, it's yeah. quite it's quite beautiful in the rainforest. Have you did you go to one in Queensland while you were there? We did, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to go. That was that was really beautiful. We got to go to a lot of amazing places that you know we there was a, a natural waterfall that had it went through a cave. I'm not sure what you call it, but it kind of bore a hole into the into the um, the ground and you could go under into this cave and it was like the most magical place I've ever oh, seen. Gorgeous. It's in the movie as well. So Yeah, yeah of course. Yes, oh, that, that was real. That, that was, real. was real. I know. <laughs> I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Well, I want to finish um, on a little knock-knock joke and I'm really sorry if other people have. Do you know what? You're the first. Yes. I'm not just saying that, yeah. <laughs> you ready? Oh, God. Go on, Pressure. <laughs> Pressure. Okay, knock-knock. Who's there? Tank. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, very good. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> you know what? When I thought of that, I just realised. Yeah, that was like my accent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you knew what you were doing. I'm like, well, I actually it's tree turkey. Thank it's you very tree much. Tree turkey, tree tree. No. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was such a pleasure, honestly. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey, this is Nicholas Braun, and I play Gregory Hirsch on Succession. 
gosh, you must be so exhausted. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's been it's been pretty good. It's like once you have a day like this and you do all the shows and talk, you just kind of like, I don't know, you, the energy, you can't lose your energy. It's kind of, yeah. I'm on a high. So yeah, I'm actually oh, fucking charged up. Let's go. And you've been in this, this is your first time in Australia. Yes. Which is super exciting. Yeah, it is. It and is. how have you found us so far? Uh, you're great. Thank you're, you. You're, you're just fantastic. Uh, no, really the people here are so nice. There's a lot of fans here. So that's been, that's been really awesome Yeah. Uh, to know that people love the show here. And, um, and I've had only good food uh, as expected because my favorite restaurants in New York are Australian places. No way. Yeah. Which ones? There's a place called Sunny Boy in the Lower East Side. Yeah. Super close to my apartment. So I go there all the time. They have the most incredible avocado toast. It's cra- it's actually crazy how good it is. I'm 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 never so consistently like impressed. I'm like, God damn it, this is another perfect you know You do realize that avocado toast is a big joke here because it literally costs that to buy a house. Really? Is it it's it's they crank up the prices on that? It's just more that like if you're if you buy avocado toast, you're not gonna be able to afford a house is the joke. Right, right. Oh, it's worth it. Well, speaking of food, as you can see, I do have a little gift for you. Now, I want to give you a little backstory on these Tim Tams. Okay. I went to a servo for you. I stopped on the way here at a servo. Do you know what a servo is? Is that like a 7-Eleven? Yes. Yeah. Well, a gas station. A gas it's like station. a gas station, yeah. So, okay. because I know that you've been doing interviews all day, so these are for you. Amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. Nice you can share them. Or you can, have you had Tim Tams before? No, are they always chocolate? Like They have or? the best flavors, but I did only okay. – at the survey, they kind of just have the basic ones. Well, this looks great. Uh, can't wait to eat them. Let's talk about Succession and Cousin Greg because that is what we're here for. Do you think Cousin Greg would like it in Australia, first of all? Uh, yeah, I think so. What would Greg think about it? I think Greg would just be happy to go somewhere, kind of like me. I'm like, okay, okay I'm going to go there. Great. Uh, uh, is that a good answer? Um, it's a great not. answer. Uh, <laughs> Come on, search. Go deep into your brain to think about what Greg would think of Australia. Uh, (laughs) How about we just pretend that his answer was your answer? Yeah, let's go with that. And Greg is such an iconic character. Did you ever anticipate that it would be he would be as popular as he is, and Succession would be so popular? No, you you can never predict what's happened with the show. Uh, I mean, especially the first season, we hadn't you know, we didn't come out like in this big way and people weren't instantly like obsessed with, you know, like the bear or, you know, some of these shows just like instantly take off and succession was a slow process. And even the second season, you know, people were more into it, but, um, but the last few years it's really taken off, but I had no idea people would love Greg like that. And you just do it. We just made the show and we had a great time and it was really funny uh, I didn't even know how much Greg stuff would stay in the episodes. Like I kind of thought I'd get my stuff cut because it was really funny. And, you know, there are all these intense, you know, like we'd be in a, in a scene and 
sometimes we have these long scenes where these people talk for four lines and then these people talk for four lines and then these people talk for two pages and then you talk for half a page with somebody and, you know, I'll talk to Connor or whatever. The exchanges are, but you sort of wait for your time and then you do your little piece and then the scene moves on, the cameras move. And I'm like, they're definitely cutting out my little bit. Like, this is not as important as what's happening with Roman and Kendall over there. But somehow it just stayed in and, and, and worked. All that stuff works together and it can be funny and then it can be dramatic. And, um, and so that was, that was interesting. I was like, okay, that's, that's how this show will work. Roman has some funny things, but you mm. and Tom in particular together are comedic relief for the show. Yeah. So in terms of your relationship, and I know you've spoken about this so many times, but with Matthew, you have such an amazing chemistry. Mm-hmm. What, what is it like being on set with him? You just know he's going to be great and, and the writing is so good and we are excited about every scene that we have together and we're, there's even some scenes where, you know, both of us think like, this is pretty straightforward. Like, well, we'll be able to do this one, no problem. And then we start it and, or like, we'll rehearse the lines. We're like, God damn it. This is going to be a hard one too. Uh, so somehow everything is funny that I do with him. And when those two characters are together, uh, and I just, I just, I just love him. I, I, I learned so much from him. He's such a good friend. Uh, you know, we, we've gone through a lot of life together and six and a half years of life together. So, so you'll have days where you're on set and something has happened in your life and you want to talk about it. And like, I'm with Matthew, you know? And so, so we know a lot about each other's lives and, um, and I'll miss being with him every day. But talking about Cousin Greg, do you have a favorite Cousin Greg line? <sighs> favorite line? Wait, can uh, I tell you mine? Uh, yeah, you go. I have to read it because I, I rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed and I know I'm going to mess it up. If it is to be said, <laughs> so it be, so it is. Wow. Thank you very much. I'm honored. And you nailed it. Perfect execution. (laughs) Although you're cracking up during it. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like Congress. Yeah, it really is, right? Just like. But your favorite, Greg Line, what is it? Uh, Chop, chop, chopping it up. Chop, you know, when I'm chopping up the documents, maybe that's (laughs) this one goes away. This. Is it this one saves the day? This one goes away. Chop, chop, chop. No, did I say that? Maybe it was just, it was something in there. Yeah, I was singing a song about chopping those documents up. <laughs> Whatever that was, I I liked. Uh, I, I know I should have more, but as soon as I do the scene, they just like leave my brain. Like I'm not good at remembering lyrics or lines or anything, so it just like flop, flies out. Oh, I really? never. I don't. I can't remember a single line really. So do you improvise most things or is it just you're kind of vibing off everybody else and you're kind of getting the line? I can learn the line perfectly the night before and I can do it. And then sometimes I'll learn it like 90% figure out the next 10% on set. But I never want to change the writing because it's perfect and they've taken a year to write those lines. And then... I'll also have all these ideas that came from, you know, working on it the night before, whatever. And, or they just happen in the moment and I just let, let it happen. And 
Jesse's okay with improv and stuff. So, and he also gives us alternate lines sometimes, like right before oh. a take. He'll come in and be like, what do you think about this instead of that other one? And he'll be like, I really like this. Do you like that one? I'll be like, yeah, that one's really good. I'll, I'll try it. And so it's a very fluid process uh, working on it. So I like to know it, then I like to forget it, and then it is gone once we do the scene. So it is. So it is to be gone. At the Binge Live event last night, this is my favorite story that you told about the Australian German Shepherd Yeah. called Australian German Shepherd. I think I just made a new breed. Australian, Australian German Shepherd? That, but that was, that'd be a crossbreed. This is just an Australian Shepherd. Thank no you. German involved. Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm sure that's not right. You did tell this beautiful story about Durango. Yeah. Yes, Durango was his name. Yes, I've never forgotten it after last night. It's been maybe 12 hours. But I feel like that's such a gorgeous story. Could you retell it? Because not many people probably know that story. Yeah, I mean, it sounds kind of silly when I tell it and or maybe actory or something, but but I was, I'd gotten the part, I was living in San Francisco at the time with my brother. Um, we were making music together and, and I just kind of wasn't acting when I got the part, I, but I got it and we were taking care of this dog and and it must have, it maybe actually was between shooting the pilot. No, 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 it was between getting the part and shooting the pilot. And I did a road trip. I basically like moved from San Francisco to New York to do this. I had an apartment there, but I'd, I'd given it up. So like, I'm going to go back to my place. And I took this dog on a road trip. His owner wanted, she moved to New York at the same time. She was like, take him, you know, you love him. You guys will have a, a good time. So I took Durango and, and I just, I loved him. He was very excitable and he followed me everywhere. And when he was in a room with me, he was like so happy to be in the room and like wanted to be right up against me, but also was like, is it okay? I'm this crazy and like kind of want to be next to you. Uh, and, and so there was something about that that reminded me of Greg, you know, with Logan in the, in the pilot, you know, just like pushes himself into the car with Logan and Marsha and just, and, and is basically just pushing himself into rooms that he shouldn't be and sort of, but also being like, is it, is this okay? Cause I, you know, okay that I talk right now. And, and so I think of Durango sometimes, or I maybe er, more early on in the show, I would, I would think maybe I'll bring some Durango energy in this take. And that was helpful. Like there was something about just leaving my like, like academic actory brain and being like, let me just do some Durango stuff here. And, uh, and yeah. That's that's the story. It's, it's such a beautiful story. Yeah, it's a great talk. You shouldn't downplay it calling it actory because I think it's actually it's you find inspiration in the most amazing places. I think it's fun. I think I think working you know working for so long on a character and and trying to bring something unexpected to myself and to the other actors and uh, you know that that was helpful. There was also a guy that I saw at a wedding, my friend, uh, my friend was getting married and there was this guy on the dance floor that was a gangly, tall white guy. And he was, you know, in a suit and he was just flopping around on the dance floor and he was dancing not to the beat. 
and he was just like totally himself and like really dorky, but like charismatic at the same time. And I was like, that guy's kind of Greg too. Like that guy's a pure soul. You know, he hasn't been told like you suck at dancing um, <laughs> by anybody. And, and so I also think of that guy sometimes. I don't know. You just, you get it from wherever you get it. Like, yeah. 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 There's, there's a, there's a lot of stuff I tried to, to just figure out how to make Greg a really specific guy. I feel like sitting here talking to you, I feel like I'm kind of with him, but like a bit more laid back and chill, a little bit more confident. Do you feel like there's a lot of you in Greg? Yeah, I do. I think, I, I mean, I do that with every character. Like I can't, say a line unless I know why I'm saying it and it and I I like to pull from my own life or I like to pull from like seeing somebody else go through something like this guy at the wedding I'm like I like that guy I'm going to use that guy um but I you know I think I put a lot of my own anxieties or uncomfortabilities or uh you know like, like sometimes in my life, I wish I could be bold and like go up to somebody and do something. But Greg does because he's just like, I don't know. He just, that's just who Greg is. He, he goes for it sometimes and like often fails, but at least he tries. And so I like, I, you know, I, I just play up certain things. And I also really enjoy the permission I get to uh, be as like bold as Greg is sometimes. And I can't help but try and relate characters to my own life so they feel like real people. I mean, it kind of is an extension of you, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, some I think some actors work differently and they like make the character separate from themselves and uh, that's just not my process. So before I have to leave you, I need a three-word roundup for the rest of the season of what we can expect and spoilers are permitted uh it's a doozy <laughs> thank you so much for chatting with me today thank honestly you. it's been such a treat i'm and i hope you enjoy the tim tams thank you for that they look delicious you're so and welcome chocolatey thanks for calling the entertainment hotline with anita annabelle you can find us on Instagram at the entertainment underscore hotline pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter podcast.